the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. Hey! Merry Christmas, you fuckers. Welcome to the Christmas episode of Citizen's Guide to the that's Supernormal. That's how you're going to start this? Merry Christmas, you fuckers? That's, that's how you're going to do this? Sorry. I mean, Merry Christmas, ye jolly fuckers. That's I apologize. Better. That's much better. Yeah, I mean, they've gotten through 24 of these things, so I mean... Isn't it like, weird that the 24th episode is like... This is 25th episode. I know. I said they've gotten through 24 of these episodes. Oh, Jordan, Jordan oh. I think, thought this yeah, was but the 24th isn't it, episode. Isn't it weird like the 24th episode was like last episode and then we've got like the Christmas episode is the 25th episode? It's kind of weird. Oh, yeah, because Christmas is on the 25th. Right. It's almost like we planned Did we plan way. that? I, I don't think not. I don't think we're smart enough to yeah, plan Yeah, we're not that smart. <laughs> no, definitely don't, not. Don't pretend. We, for, can't, we can't even get a website up. So. For three... Yeah, right, well... <laughs> In the world of coincidences, for three guys and a lady who uh, talk about dicks an awful lot. I like how Laura became a member of the cast just by the fact that we kept using a house to record. Well, I mean, she enjoys <laughs> it. Osmosis, I, I kind of just drifted into. That's the room. all right. You just, add more to the just, show than you. Just come in. You, we, you add more to the show than any one of us. So, <laughs> I think she. I think she enjoys it. I think I do, so too. I do. All right, so um, uh, as per usual, we are going to talk about dicks for a little bit, and then we're going to get into the subject matter of tonight's episode. I think it's going to be genitals. I think we're going to go with genitals. Genitals? Okay. Genital hospital? Or things involving genitals. My favorite porn, actually. Like, uh, do you guys want to know the perfect secret Santa gift this year? Yes, please. Realistic genital jewelry. Little boobs... And uh, I've got a. I'm looking at a pierced vagina. Uh, there's a penis with a cock ring on it, and they're all like placed on pendants. And uh, one of them has a bow. One of them's painted like a candy cane. One's wearing a Santa hat. Um, so I mean, how how uh, I have questions. Several of them. <laughs> how much would this jewelry be? <clears throat> so if you were just to get um, the special wrapped dick and vagina that you see here. Um, it looks like it could double as a Christmas ornament. Actually, they're not that for big. A very for a very. So cool. she said, how big are they? How big are I, they? I hope I hope they're really big. No, no, no. They look like um, they look like they could even be earrings. If you, I'll, I'll turn it around. Ready? Um, for scale. The penis is actually pretty accurate to the size of my own oh, in real life. No. Oh, there you go. They're like naturally colored. I was like, yeah, no, these like are like, that. this well, is like real general jewelry. plated or something. No, these are realistic general jewelry. I'm thoroughly oh. uncomfortable. Um, they can be purchased. I was in the pool. Can you imagine meeting somebody and you're talking to them for the first time ever and you're like, hey, I dig your vagina uh, around your neck, not the one in your dress. I haven't seen that one yet. So for anal earrings, <laughs> prices start at 18 pounds. Um, 18 pounds is not that much. Wait, anal earrings? Can I see this? Prices start for 18 pounds for bumhole earrings is what it says. I, I oh would buy those. Buy, nothing says I love you like a dirt star. So, <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I'm going to blow it up because this is kind of funny. <laughs> hold on. I, I want to open this. In a he's going he's to blow it up for all, for all of us. Gotta, what do you got? I want to zoom in. Well, Dude, this is an audio medium, Look right? at that chocolate donut. Oh! <laughs> look at the chocolate donut. Oh! Uh, That's a butthole. You should bleach that. <laughs> that is a butthole. No. Yeah, you don't want a chocolate donut around your, you're from hanging from your ear oh. or around your neck? Oh, man. 
Who does this? Big Thunder Mountain. Holy shit. Um, so apparently it's it's a a, a British company. Um, Nancy Wagner and her partner Carl Frederick von Deckend. Not surprising that a German <laughs> is involved in the making of <laughs> general jewelry. Um, I just want to know if any of this shit is operational. Like, I mean, can you like squeeze the penis and draw some water in it? This little penis right here is a cock ring on it, and this little one's going to town, and this little one is sadly wearing a Santa hat. We should drive on from this because I'm already yeah. disgusted. By All right. Um, so <laughs> what a horrible fucking present to give someone. <clears throat> or great, whatever. Merry Christmas. Here is my cock. So, um. What would you least expect to send your child to school with uh, for a nativity scene? Um, Buddha. Fair. I don't know. Probably something from like the second drawer of my nightstand. <laughs> closer, <laughs> much closer. Now I know not to go in Maynard's bedroom. <laughs> uh, mom hey, sends, we share a bedroom, man. Mum sends five-year-old to school nativity with sex doll sheep. Se- uh, <laughs> oh, the old oh. sex doll sheep. <laughs> Yep. I mean, what's oh. that? He was a wise man, and the sheep was a, a very <laughs> upset sheep. The That's sheep amazing. is wearing a French maid's hat. It's it's so good. So good. So um, a mom mistakenly sent her five-year-old, to, to, mistakenly, like, uh, come on, really mistakenly, uh, sent her five-year-old to his school nativity with an inflatable sheep sex doll. Which she bought online as part of a 1699 <laughs> fancy dress costume. Uh, Helen Cox said she had no idea what the real purpose of the product was when she bought it for her son. Oh, his name's Alfie. That's sad. Alfie. Alfie. The 46-year-old mother of two. Wait, the boy or the sheep? <laughs> well, I don't know. It sounds. It says her son Alfie, but I don't know if she's referring to the sheep as her son. Uh, the 46-year-old mother of two added that confused. <laughs> She was confused when a school teacher told Alfie to take the sheep home a week before the nativity scene. <laughs> it was part of his costume, and I thought he might have been naughty and snuck it out of school. Uh, the penny finally dropped, and she decided to blow it up for him at home and realized it had a huge hole at his bottom, <laughs> as well as Will's red lips and eyelashes. Wow. Oh my God. Um, she had to have known that she bought a kid a sex doll, right? No, I, she claims ig- ignorance. Where did she... I, I mean... Amazon. Did they have spent. She got it from Amazon, oh, and they actually Amazon. They okay, pulled, yeah, it's just like inflatable sheep. No, and you're it's like, different. Yeah, cool. It's different. They pulled okay. the they pulled the product. I thought she went to like the British version of Spence's Gifts, which is probably like Smythe's Gifts. So, um, moving right along to match your genital earrings, what do you think would be the perfect accessory for uh, a covering of some sort that you might use? A cover. On your chest. On uh, my chest? Cleveland Steamer. You were really going for broke tonight. <laughs> I you just mentioned chest and covering and I mean what do you cover on your of. chest? Well, not poop apparently, so I would I don't have know to be like n- nipple warmers or something. Ooh, very, very close, Maynard. Oh, really? Very, very oh, close. What else is on your chest? Well, you got the nipple part right. I have some really unattractive hair. Did you guys know? Laura, do you want to take a guess before I say No, it? no, I want to hear. Did you guys know that you can buy Christmas wreath nipple covers? <gasps> oh. They're little pom-poms, red and green, with two jingle bells on them. Well, and there's they, a Patreon goal for us. They just cover your nipples. They just I'll hang out. Oh. I'll wear it. Look how cute they nice. are. Nice. 
It's horrible. Cute. Somebody right? buy me these nipple covers so I can. Four pounds. Um, no, please don't. At Boo, no, I'm, I'm gonna wear them. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they cost four pounds. Oh, it's one size pounds. fits all in the UK. <laughs> Wait, four pounds. Jeez. <laughs> Do you want to have it's long National Geographic tits? Well, uh, these weights are for you. <laughs> um, they're they're twenty percent off right now at boohoo.com. Boohoo.com. We have British friends who might want to buy these for us. Yeah, we, we will take pictures. What do you mean? Even, I mean, we have a couple of listeners in England. No, no, no. I, I, I don't doubt that. But hello. Um, they've also. No, added, when I said couple, I meant two. They've also added Christmas bell two. nipple pasties and. Um, I would prefer the bell Santa ones type thing. I want the bell ones so I'll jingle when I'm shoveling snow. But I don't they're, know. Wait, they're twenty percent <laughs> off. Yeah, they were twenty percent. I think they should be like zero percent off. Right? Why? So there's because if they're twenty percent off, they're not staying on. The whole time. Oh, oh. I mean, that, what a terrible dad joke! Off. That was a dad joke. Sorry. If they're fifty percent off, they just send you one of them. All right. So if you guys were walking down, <laughs> if you guys were walking down the street, what is the most unlikely Christmas decoration you would like to see on your neighbor's house? An unloaded nine millimeter handgun. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, my my own. Well, I mean, like if you were to walk down the street. Yeah, that means I stole it. Um, like a neighbor, and like a neighbor. Oh, like what would you not oh, want to see? On, I, I, like on the side of your neighbor's house. A dead rabbit nailed to the siding. A naked Santa. Two dead rabbits nailed to the siding. Uh, no, that's no, wrong. A Popeye's chicken sandwich. Wrong holiday. A um, dead reindeer? How about a light display of a giant penis that looks like it's coming? I say they did it right. I don't, I don't know. I'd probably be sharing that on my Instagram story every night and being like, they're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> still doing it. That is a two-story dong. Uh, you know, honestly, I'd rather you didn't give Maynard ideas. <laughs> that is a two-story oh, dong. I could totally like do that. My child's bedroom faces his house, so if you... No, nah, no, nah, I'd, right? I'd put it on the... I'd put it on That is an impressive dong, side. guys. Um... Out of England. Look how impressive that is. I like how the lighting goes all the way up to the window, and then the window light is on. Yeah, right. Well, that's yeah. That's whole, that's, like, that's the, the cum. that's the finish. Right. So that's that's the the cum shot. So the lights are flashing, uh, and in your so in your face that you cannot help but stare at it. I was in complete disbelief. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how it usually happens. In in Berkshire, Reading, Berkshire, England, a large penis has appeared on the wall of a semi-detached house in a quiet residential street. Why is all of our dick news from the UK today? Because uh, when you type in weird dick news in Christmas as a keyword, <laughs> it, it just for some reason pops up in England. I got to be honest with you. I haven't told you guys what this episode is about, but it takes place squarely in England. So I'm kind Fantastic. of glad that dick news also <laughs> takes place squarely in England. Happy accident. Why is it? Why is it's Christmas suddenly associated with the UK? Apparently, uh, festive lights. The the festive lights display is thought to be the work of a group of students. It was hung up on Sunday evening, illuminating the road in a phallic sort of way. Well hung, well hung, honestly. Uh, Stephen Bailey Todd, who lives nearby, was in complete disbelief at the <laughs> when he spotted the shining genitalia while strolling home. It looks like a giant. It was quite a, sh- <laughs> it was quite a shock to be honest. He said of the erection. When you walk home, you just don't expect to come face to face with an enormous penis on a wall. <laughs> well, you do if you're coming into a glory hole, but that's a different story. It uh, depends on the glory hole. The I mean, lights if were it's flashing. One island, it's not going to be that big. So in your face. Uh, I know. I know. Young people like to have fun, but it's deeply offensive and shows a lack of respect. 
Um, I would hope that if they are students, their university or college take some form of action against it. I mean, uh, frankly, I hate when there's a dick in my face. So I get it. I get it. Anyway, I think it's uh, it's kind of funny. I, I I totally agree. All right. There's a there's a tweet here too that shows it's always uh, a tweet. What looks like uh, cock and balls Christmas lights uh, somewhere in London. Um, you'll see it as soon as I show you the picture. <clears throat> it's innocent enough when you I see what it really is. I appreciate the mistletoe wrapped around it. I think they uh, <laughs> it's they're candles. <laughs> they're, they're candles Aww. with some holly around there. Um, but it looks like the the holly is would be the uh, the pubes. It's and well then the, done. the berries are obviously, you know, the berries and the candle on penis. That is one hell it was of a decoration. Very well done. I think they uh they nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't stand nail. up job. Please yeah. don't nail your penis to your house. No, that doesn't work. Guys, I had real dick news for tonight, but I'm gonna save it for the next episode because this I couldn't pass it up being It's the Christmas our Christmas episode. episode. Yeah. All right. Uh so let's uh why don't we go to break and then we'll come back and we'll start the show. Yeah, right. That's Sarge thing when you take it away. Let's do that. All right. The Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. Do you need a t-shirt but don't want to look like a fucking donkey? Do you want your mug to tell you to fuck yourself every morning? Well, stop shopping at fucking Kohl's, you dildo. Go to facultees.com. These shirts are comfortable. The designs are awesome, and the customer service is pretty amazing. And I gotta tell you, the prices are great for what you're getting. I own a few of these amazing shirts, but Death Unicorn is definitely my favorite, and the favorite of this crazy Special Forces guy that I made friends with. And he's probably killed people. Anyway, up your game. Buy a shirt, and at checkout, enter the code SARGE15 to save 15%. The website is F-A-R-K-L-E. T-E-E-S dot com. So up your game and look better than your shitbag fucking neighbors. The Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. <laughs> Welcome back to Jeez. The Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. This is a podcast dedicated to weird, unexplained, and all things sticky, stupid, and uncomfortable. Like hearing loud sex noises from the open window of a nursing home. My name is Saj. With me is Maynard, and joining us as usual is our dedicated researcher and writer, Jordan. It's only uncomfortable if uh, <laughs> if you don't like granny porn. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> I believe they call that mature porn now. Oh, man. <clears throat> Hot grannies, man. I mean, for me, mature porn is when they started really focusing on the script, but it's changed. Yeah, it's Baywatch. Changed. How do we end up with, like, Oh, the Rock was no, in Baywatch. No, I don't want to see them. No, no, they are. They <laughs> no, already. I do. In the random guy that like no, doesn't they, isn't good looking. <laughs> oh, and he knocked down Zac Efron. Like, oh man. He no, the, he he totally uh, Dick Van Dyke did. He tripped over the ottoman on the beach. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I don't know why well. we're watching this. We should be watching a Christmas movie of some kind. But whatever. This is Christmas. They're wearing red. <laughs> there's something wrong with all <laughs> of you. A, all a, right. There's a lot of jolly bouncing going on. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bastard Prophet. Maynard is at Maynard Rules, and yep. Jordan is at CG Super Jordan. The show is at C underscore G underscore Supernormal. Now, with us tonight, our most frequent guest, ladies and gentlemen, Laura, or at Nature underscore B underscore Laura, if you're nasty. The B stands for bitch. Yep. 
You should also it follow does. our host. So smart. <laughs> I, I try. <laughs> you should also follow our host at branded underscore sports or check out their website at thebrandedsports.com. The. They have been putting up with our shit for 25 goddamn episodes. Good for them. Heck, dudes. That's like 24 more episodes than I've put up with it. All right. Now, if you like our show, leave us a review on iTunes. We need your love. And if you really, really like our show, you can help us uh, out at patreon.com slash Destroyer. We could use your money. We want to go to a mill down in Rhode Island, and we want to film there. But unfortunately, we need night vision cameras and money to pay the people who run the mill. Because when you talk like I do, they expect it up front. Finally, if you have questions or comments, you can email us directly at citizensguidepodcast at gmail.com. God forbid you assholes send me a fucking email every once in a while. Yeah, nobody emails. Yeah, nobody does anymore. They can. That's where you can send your Christmas cards to. Okay. Hey, don't we have a P.O. Box? We do have a P.O. Box. The P.O. Box is P.O. Box 180 at, uh, I don't know. We'll post it on the Twitter. You're terrible. Well, I mean, really, who gets mail anymore? Okay, so now hey, can we go back real quick yeah, to yeah. the mature? Son of a fucking bitch! What I do just you want to go back to the mature porn. Jesus fucking Christ! I just real quick because it it struck me that mature porn is probably like it doesn't surprise me that you're a, a frequent user of mature porn. It it well, it just it struck me that mature porn is probably like when they actually have money to pay for the plumber or a pizza guy. It <laughs> <laughs> is very it's mature. Like, it's like. It's like you know you do adult things, and here's your tip. Uh, That's an adult movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mature porn is when they just talk about how happy they are that they paid off this student loan. It'll down. be forty two fifty for that pizza, and uh, and it's it's not a. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't accept sex. <laughs> I'm glad we've revisited this. Okay, now that that's out of the way, buckle up, gang. Saj has a story. It was the night before Christmas. Went all through the house. <laughs> <laughs> the year was 1964. The Civil Rights Act passed and end, put an end to racism and sexism forever, according to white guys. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI spent four months trying to figure out if the Kingsman song Louie Louie had swear words in it. And 52 years later, a candidate running for president of the United States referenced the size of his penis during a debate. President Lyndon B. Johnson declares a war on poverty... We Does lost. the B also stand for bitch? No. No. Uh, President Lyndon B. Johnson declares a war on poverty. We lost. The Beatles appear on the Ed Sullivan Show, which resulted in a release of female hormones so potent that for six months, every woman in the United States was on the same menstrual cycle. Finally, on Christmas Day, 1964, Marjorie Bai was walking to church around 6 a.m. when she heard a loud crackling noise. It sounded faint at first, but then got much louder. She described it as the sound of branches trailed on gravel and a low humming noise. Mm. The sound was so loud and frightening that it, she, it actually made her knees weak. And this is where our story begins. But first... Did she poop? She did not poop herself. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just was curious. I mean, if, sometimes like when your knees go out, you lose all control of your body. She functions. did not pass a personal fruitcake. <laughs> So uh, I mean, it was Christmas. Before we get too f- too much further, we're gonna get a little bit uh, a little bit into the history. Well, not the history. We're gonna get into the background. Is, is this the true story behind Grandma got run over by a reindeer? Your jokes are terrible tonight. 
Warminster, England is a town of about 17,000 in the county of Wiltshire in southwestern England. Yeah, you said it right, I think. Good for you. Thank you. It's a farming community with an army base located within the town limits. There's not a whole lot to talk about in this town, except motherfucking aliens. <laughs> aliens. It's, it's only sometimes aliens. Never aliens. Always aliens. Warminster, England is a bit of a UFO hotspot. From 1964 and continuing as recently as 2019 with some crop circles... Um, there's also some video footage of a UFO doing circles in the sky in 2017. So Warminster's got some shit going on. We got UFOs. We got aliens. We even have evidence of a subject we covered in episode 22, crop circles. Crop dust. With the bad, with the bad audio. But given that this episode will <laughs> no, drop fairly was, close to Christmas, the audio is fixed. We are going to discuss the thing. In traditional British understatement, The Thing is a fairly substantial series of events that began on Christmas Day, 1964. It was described as a menacing vibration, chilling in intensity, according to author Arthur Shuttlewood, who we will hear a lot more about as we go on. When the vibration stopped, did you have to put another quarter in? Uh, give me a second and we'll get there. This the battery moment, die? <laughs> this moment would be the herald of decades of shit getting spookier than a red-headed twin's. At the time, there was no association with UFOs. In fact, according to the BBC, no one in the town really knew about UFOs. But that would definitely change. While town folks have reported sightings of UFO activity after the massive Hitachi hum of December <laughs> 1964, it wasn't until Mr. Shuttlewood, then an editor of the Warminster Journal, witnessed a UFO in September of 1965 that he began compiling a list of sightings. One sighting was a now-famous image that supposedly depicts a UFO. The picture was taken by a young man named Gordon Faulkner. What's up? Frankly, it looked like a grainy picture of a fedora, but I am not an expert. Anyway, I'm an expert on granny pictures of yetis. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan's an expert of granny pictures. <laughs> look, you look a couple times. <laughs> you look a couple times, it doesn't make you an expert, all right? Anyway, the Daily Mirror, a bastion of journalistic integrity, picked up the story with the headline, Warminster Gets Ready for Invasion. Warminster became famous nationwide almost overnight. So here are some of the events that were witnessed. Uh, just a point of clarification so everybody listening knows. This was sourced heavily from the ufo-warminster.co.uk website. This is the official website props, of the town. Props, props. I wanted to make sure that I gave that out because I'm going to be quoting pretty heavily from solid, it. Solid solid work. We, we we all know you don't know this off the top of your well, head. Well, I did so. a lot of digging around, and honestly, there's a ton of information, but all of it was really kind of all over the place. This was the only website that really had like some consistent background information on the town. It looks like they did all the work to begin with. So Yeah, cool. it's a sleepy town. I mean, they've got a cricket team, a football team, a competitive swimming team, apparently, oh. a table tennis team, nice. and then a fuckload of aliens. Did the aliens play any of these sports? I would love it if they did. Yeah, it would be pretty awesome. It would be pretty sweet. Where do you but think cricket came from? I, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. So All right, so aside from uh, December 25th, 1964, much of the information that I'm going to give you now about the exciting events happened in 1965, um, up, up to and including uh, another um, holiday-themed issue I guess they ran into in 1965. But March 28th, 1965, 
tin can full of nuts is how this is described. <laughs> <laughs> at roughly 11 p.m., Eric Payne heard a slight crackling noise that eventually knocked him on his ass and held him down. At its apex, the noise sounded like, and this is a direct quote from the witness printed in the article, a gigantic tin, fan, tin can with huge nuts and bolts inside it rattling over your head. He heard shrill whining and buzzing, which nearly drove him mad. He reports that his head was pushed to the side, and he might as well have left his arms and legs at home for all the use they were. I simply could not put up with the tremendous downward pressure. I crawled round in the road for a bit and then sank to my knees on a grass verge. I like to have British people narrate more things. Right? I feel like this is way more exciting because British people are saying it. All right. Um... All right, so the next, the next sighting, May 19, 1965. I title this Cubans in the Sky. Hilda Heldbridge reported three separate sightings of sh- cigar-shaped UFOs. They were stationary with blinking lights. They were gradually faded away. In- <laughs> wait, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> cigar-shaped UFOs. Cubans. Yeah, that's you get it? Yeah. That was good. That was good. Thank you. On June 3rd, so just a couple weeks later, 1965, Patricia Simmons, it's Patricia, also sees motionless flying cigars. Two weeks later, on June 19th, 2019, Kathleen Wait, Penton, wait, wait, what? 2019? I'm sorry. <clears throat> I don't know why I put that. 1965 is okay, the okay. word I meant to say. Okay. Kathleen Penton witnessed a shining thing with portholes down the side. It sounds like this, too, was a cigar shape. Um, but she didn't explicitly say sh- cigar shape, but basically her description of this item was, this object was that it was cigar shaped. Incidentally, and these are all, all women, right? These are all women, so uh, except really for the horny. gentleman. So well, <laughs> they're just desperate in English and horny. So there you go. Well, there you go. The 60s was Aren't they all? It might have been the summer of love everywhere else, but in England it was the summer of Cuban cigars. <laughs> August 10th, 1965. A humming noise. Rachel Atwell was woken up at 3.45 a.m. by a loud hum, which seemed to emanate from a massive bright star-like object in the distance. It seemed to hover for about 200... uh, It seemed to hover about 200 yards above the distant hills. One hill in particular that we will mention later is part of this range of hills. is called Clay Hill. The bright light faded away and the hum disappeared. Rachel would describe the noise as most upsetting to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, they right? everything sounds so fancy when they're like, they're so angry, and it's like, oh my god, I was upset and scared and nervous. It was most upsetting. Well, this description is actually it gets a little worse. I felt there was a tight band of steel around my forehead towards the end, pounding and a hammering at my eardrums. And that it sounds was a, uncomfortable. Yeah, right. It sounds like I would not enjoy it. Um, that is a direct quote again from the uh, Warminster website as well. In August 17th, so this is the big one. This is the, kind of the most interesting um, of, of, all the st- of all the stories that I've, that I've looked through. Uh, this one I just called the boom sourced. This is sourced boom. heavily by UFO Warminster because basically the way they put it, it was just better than anything I could have said. On August uh, 17th, 1965, a large detonation noise was heard. Detonation was this following the quotes. vibrations? Uh, yes, it was, following the vibrations. This is in chronological order, so everything is going to follow. Um, the sound was so loud it actually shook the houses in the area. Walter Curtis and his wife described it as, as, as if a gas main exploded next door. 
Another resident, David Pennell, described what he saw after the blast as a monstrous orange flame in the sky. It was shaped like an electric bulb. He further went on to describe some smoke that came after it and a funny yellow core that came out of the smoke. It floated and was crackling and hissing whenever it touched the grass of trees. An unnamed witness described the core as a golden heart that gradually dispersed in, the, in uh, straggling wisps. The fiery center burning out as it did so. I don't know if you guys heard it, but I pronounced the center with the R-E versus oh, the ES. Oh, oh, good job. Very classy. Straggling Very wisps. I, I think they were like, I think they opened for Depeche Mode at one point. <laughs> the Warminster website goes on to say that there were only two buildings damaged with reports of broken glass. And um, I did, I think I might have mentioned before that, um, maybe I missed it, but the town of Warminster has a British military base located within it. Oh, it was government testing. Time out. Our unlikely oh. hero, Mr. Shuttlewood, asked the military base, as well as a few other places that could have possibly sourced the noise, such as the airfields in the area. And everyone he asked not only denied responsibility, but they didn't even know about it. However, some of the soldiers did hear the blast and were as um, concerned as the, the people in the town. Let's be honest, if the government's going to be testing secretly, you think they're going to tell, like, uh... You think they're going to be like, hey, this is uh Well, I guess my question would be, why would they test something in a town of 17,000 people? Because <clears throat> there's bigger towns that would draw more attention. I feel like there's emptier spaces in England that you could test something. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's there's crop circles there, I don't right? think so anyone <laughs> lives at Stonehenge, people, people so dis- you could blow something up there. People dis- somebody, yeah. somebody had to camp out there. People discount... Point. You know, like those people in that area because of all the... All right, can, uh, we, can we hold the speculation till segment two? Oh, all right. We're, we're in segment two. Segment three. All Other right. claims of note are entire flocks of pigeons being killed by the noises that people heard. In addition, cars and motorcycles have been rendered useless by the noises as well. Sightings would intensify into the 1970s before reports began to dwindle. Some suggest that they only dwindled due to a loss of interest in Warminster... Because it basically became old news. Everyone sort of knew that it was a uh, a UFO hotspot at that point. So they stopped Everyone's listening. like, yeah, this loud sounds killing pigeons. But anyway, punk rock's starting to become a thing. So anyway, um, <laughs> that is all, a lot of the crazy shit that was happening in this town. But I think a lot of, a lot of people who listen right now probably know that um, crop circles are pretty common in England. And in Sheffield, England at the time, uh, 1962... There were a couple of famous photographs of UFOs as well. So UFO hysteria had kind of taken over the nation, uh, not only the United States, but also England <coughs> as well. Oh. Def Leppard's hysteria wouldn't take entire... over until like 1987. <laughs> and this entire thing that we're talking about <coughs> is collectively referred to as the Warminster thing. Is that like the Marvel thing? Or John Carpenter's. No, he's thing? not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a guy made of rocks. <laughs> so. Or a monster up on Mars. In the North Pole, I think. Where? Yeah. The thing was in the North oh, Pole. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yes, was. Yes. It didn't it come out of butts. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell just you know it just. Kurt Russell's butt. Yeah. It would have been much more. It would have been much more realistic if it was like Richard Gere's butt. <laughs> but nobody knew that when the thing came out. So. <laughs> Neither did Richard Gere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, why don't we why don't we go to break and then when we come back, uh, we'll talk about some of the more um, 
current information and then some explanations of some things I found. All right, I guess. Cool. All right. The Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. Oh, hi there. Again, it's it's uh, still Saj. I have partial editing duties this week. So uh, I want to remind you about our Patreon account. Now, I know it seems like ridiculous to give us money for a show you get for free. However, it's not free to make. It actually costs us some money. And we just updated some of our tiers, so you're going to get some cool shit if you give us some money. If you're not comfortable with just giving us money monthly, uh, I, I get it. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like you're my sugar daddy. You can also give us money on Venmo or Cash App. Our goal right now is to film an episode of uh, Maynard's Roundtable slash Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal in a haunted mill down in Rhode Island. But that's going to cost us a little bit of cash. So anything you could give would help us. If you go to my Twitter page at Bastard Profit, and click on the link that says all my links. You can find Venmo, Cash App, and Patreon. Whatever you feel most comfortable giving money to, we'll still get you whatever tiers we have on Patreon. Thank you for listening to this commercial and not fast-forwarding. I love you. I would give you a hug and a kiss if I could, but uh, given that this is an audio medium, kind of loses something in the translation. Um, I guess I could probably sing Unchained Melody for you if you want. Um, but I don't recommend listening to that. You know what? I'm just going to let you go back to the show now. Thank you! The Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. Here we are. We're back. Welcome back from that well, here we are. story about very loud, errant Hitachi vibrators. Um, <laughs> Hitachi. <laughs> So typically, this is the spot in the show where we start talking about theories, but I want to go in a little bit deeper. That's what she said. And it's the name of my sex tape. But I never actually do. Present day Warminster still has you some... You push real hard, and then you... I try. <laughs> I try. You hit record, it just didn't work. I believe I believe in myself. <laughs> like like the brave little toaster? But unfortunately, belief doesn't make it bigger. Or the little engine that could, but you couldn't. <laughs> I think I can. I think it... No, I thought too much. Now it's 30 seconds in and I'm done. <laughs> 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 Present day Warminster still has some sightings. A video was reported in 2017 that shows an object streaking around the, the sky. Uh, it's kind of like a, a late afternoon, so the sun hasn't fully set. Um, but it's streaking around the sky and circling. It looks, honestly, it looks a bit like a firecracker, but to be completely honest, you guys remember the, the, the uh, video of the rocket in Norway that did the spiral thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. looks a lot like that. Oh. So my guess would be that was probably from the military base but it's a cool video either way if you look it up aliens were like um, aliens were like hey we got drunk and we're going streaking through the quad <laughs> <laughs> the town is called war w-a-r-m-i-n-s-t-e-r look it up if you type in uh, warminster ufo 2017 it's the first thing that comes so up. if if you were speaking sarge it would be warminster 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 um so the sighting is over clay hill clay hill is spelled c-l-e-y Clay Hill uh, is kind of a central point. Who the fuck in this spells town. clay with an E? The British. 
Oh, yeah. All right. So it's Makes kind sense. of a central point in this town. This is where a lot of the UFO sightings were, uh, as I had mentioned in last in the last part, the last part of the episode. I said that um, the woman saw um, the cigar, sh- the, the bright light, yes, and the, the noise. The Cuban cigar. Yeah. The, the no, dil- no, it wasn't a Cuban cigar. This was the bright light, the star-like okay, object, and the noise. Yes. This was above Clay Hill. The oh. dildo UFOs. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Do so, you think they came out of her second drawer of her dresser? I mean, it. Took <laughs> that was my. Come on. This is what happens. At the end. This is what happens when you buy a lot of off-brand batteries. I saw. I, <laughs> I saw the dildo UFOs on the Warp Tour. Like, I think. Stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop buying your batteries at Dollar Store, and they won't shoot out of your fucking drawer Damn and it. blow up in the sky. They Maybe played. They, r- they played right before the Aquabats. Uh, the, the whole reason that all the birds died is because they just <laughs> fucked them to death. <laughs> all right. So Clay Hill is a major focal point, um, and so we're going to get into a little bit more of that. On May 22nd, 2019, a large crop circle was reported near Clay Hill. I'm sorry, what was the date? Like this year? Yes, sir. Wow, all right. May 22nd, 2019, large crop circle was reported near Clay Hill. There's actually a really cool drone video if you want to take the time to watch it. Oh. It consists of one large circle. With a smaller circle in its center and another smaller circle inside of that one, so it kind of looks a bit like a bullseye. So it's circleception. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah, yeah wow, target, look at that. Right? Like a bullseye. For Black Friday? It looks a little bit like one, except... It's <laughs> 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 a 20% Except off on either side. <laughs> Use the code crop circle. <laughs> <laughs> We're slowly sneaking ads into the show. So on either side of the circle are two circles. So there's one circle on each side of the large circle in the center. Like a Minnie Mouse or a Mickey Mouse type situation? No, it's a, it, it's like right on the side. So it's more like your slow cousin with the big ears. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Stevie out of this. <laughs> but this isn't the craziest part. A second crop circle was p- spotted just two months after this. So uh, in July... July uh, there was there was more recent crop circles. And there was actually some in August and September. I stopped going deeper because there's just so many fucking crop circles. Because wow. you couldn't push any further. Because I couldn't make it. Um, but the the one in August, there was also some good uh, photography of it, or July, excuse me. Yeah, that, I'm looking at it right one now. Large Crazy. Circles with three smaller circles stacked on top of each other and then a crescent shape directly below the three stacked circles. It's fairly difficult to find an exact count of how many circles there have been in this area or how frequently they appear. If you Google clay crop circles, you'll see loads of them, but I can't find any substantial reporting on them other than somebody noting their existence. As we talked about in episode 22, we don't really know definitively where crop circles come from on this show. Laura thinks it's art students. Jordan and I have no idea. Maynard thinks it's magic. Some I'm sick drone videos. I'm pretty sure Maynard the drone videos magic. are pretty fucking wow. good on that. So yeah. if you if you get a if you got like a couple of minutes to kill, watch the drone videos over those crop circles because they're pretty fucking good. So um, I want to get into another really fucking frustrating section of this story that probably wouldn't have been as frustrating if all of the morons in the media didn't report on that stupid fucking rock that flew through our solar system in 2017. What was it called? Omamu or whatever the fuck it is? Omamu? What? Yeah, so a rock flew through our solar system, and it basically looked like a poop log. 
and like cigar uh, shaped. Yeah, they made a huge deal out of it, and some asshole from fucking what was it MIT was like, "Oh no, it's definitely an alien spacecraft." And uh, then NASA later confirmed it was in fact a poop, poop shaped a poop shaped rock. Space junk. Space poop. Essentially, what happened is the universe took a poop and it passed through uh, the colon that is the Milky Way. Um, but unfortunately, if you search cigar-shaped UFO, this is like 90% of the bullshit you're going to run into. Um, so uh, all I can say is that cigar-shaped UFOs are hardly uncommon. The National UFO Reporting Center highlights more than 2,900 reported sightings of cigar-shaped UFOs in the U.S. alone. Sightings dating back to 1948. Fun fact, a few UFO sightings have actually been witnessed very close to where we are recording right now. I found five in our town. Like recently or just in the in the course of human history? The most recent one was in 2008, actually. Oh, it's wow. It's pretty exciting. It's cool. Um, and, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm incorrect. The most recent UFO sighting in our town was in July 2019. Yeah, the one I found in 2008 is a cigar-shaped UFO, which was in the next town over from us. Oh, so kind of exciting, but I wanted. I thought it would be fun to play a, a little game right now. Oh, I like games. a UFO game. I like um, games. I'm, I'm I, I, obviously, I'm not expecting a specific number. We're gonna do prices right rules. How <laughs> many UFOs have been sighted in the state of Massachusetts? Based on, um, hold on, let me go back to the name of the website so that other people can check this out because it's kind of cool. The National UFO Reporting Center online database. So this is all based on on independent records provided by the people who witnessed the UFOs. So this is the National UFO Reporting Center database online. How many UFOs have been reported in Massachusetts? Like, like all time. We're gonna say we're gonna say on this database, just on this database. Yeah, yeah, in the history of okay. okay. And don't forget the database that they have. Like I said, goes back pretty far. Cigar-shaped UFOs go back to 1948. Okay. They actually have listings that go back as far as 1800 for the United States. No. So in Massachusetts alone, est- rough estimate, how many do you think were reported in, in Massachusetts? Uh, 6,200. 6,200, okay. Wow. Uh, I was, was going to say 2,300. Okay, 2,300. Jordan? Oh, man. Remember, closest two without going over. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna venture a guess. Thirteen thousand two hundred fifty-three. Wow! So Laura was closest, but she still went over twenty-one hundred and eighty-seven. Oh, 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 oh that's, that's, really, that's a lot, right? That's really not all even. All Forget that the Price is Right rules. That was pretty close. So, I mean, it's impre- her guess is impressive. I'm saying that the the yeah. amount of Reported sightings is not very impressive. You can't okay. buy these things. So now we're going to pick our favorite state on this podcast. Don't How many oh, do you no. think Oh boy, the state of Florida has oh, reported? Oh, no, man. All right, so we got 2,100 in change for Massachusetts. Well, not 2,100 in change, almost 2,200. 2,187 is a lot. All right, all right. Well, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, potato. Uh, so we're talking about Florida now. Florida. Oh, jeez. Uh, twenty eight thousand seven hundred forty two. Okay, Laura. <laughs> Five hundred and twelve thousand. 
<laughs> Jordan? 13,354. So Maynard wins. Maynard wins. It was only 6,727. No. That's three times the amount of <laughs> yeah. Florida. Massachusetts. I hate Florida. All right. So um, what's interesting is. So do Floridians. So Florida comes in second in terms of states that have reported UFO sightings. Can someone name the state that has the most UFO sightings? New Mexico. It's a good guess. I mean, you want to say New Mexico, but... Oh, I said it. I wanted to and I said it. I'm going to guess it's California. Okay. Jordan. I'm thinking a Midwest state, actually. Okay. Um... Oh, you know what though? Maybe like a. Can we get like a side of the Mason Dixon line? No, fuck no. <laughs> you got, dude. You got fifty states to choose from, and I've already given you all the numbers for one state. All right, uh, Louisiana. Incorrect. Maynard was correct. California. Yes. Thirteen thousand eight hundred and eleven. Wow, that's a lot. What's surprising? Dude, they smoke a lot of weed out there. If you had asked me to guess the number for California, I'd have been right. So what's surprising? With Area Fifty One <laughs> in its state, the state of Nevada only has fourteen hundred and fifty. That's New Mexico. Area Fifty One's in Nevada. I thought it was in New Mexico. No, nope, Nevada. Sir, Nevada. Really? Yeah. Area no wonder I couldn't Nevada. find it. <laughs> You were gone for like a couple weeks. Yeah. Is that where you Jeez, went? They said they were gonna like do that charge and everything. There was nobody there. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna do one last did game. <laughs> did you go to Forever Twenty One in New Mexico? Oh, <laughs> that would explain a lot of things. So we're gonna do one last game. The it's looks. weird that they're storing aliens in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> the looks that I got. Wow. Especially with those tinfoil hats you had me make before you uh, left. There's nothing aliens like more than disposable fashion. <laughs> All right. So Jeez. we're going to play one last game here, and then we're going to move on to the rest of the story. New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. More or less UFO sightings than Massachusetts. We're going to go 50-50. I don't want you to guess the number. Just say more or less. Well, so it's over under 2,200. Yes, correct. Mm, I want to say more. Don't don't also forget, it's New Hampshire. Yeah, I want to say more. More. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to go under. Jordan Jordan's correct. Really. This is going to blow your fucking mind. Ready? New Hampshire, nine hundred and fifty-five. And they have Betty and Barney Hill. Right? Yeah, seriously. And Betty and Barney Hill is one of the UFO sightings. Well, and they've seen fleets of UFOs. And they can see the stars way better. Go back yeah. to the Betty and Barney Hill episode when I was like, hey, she saw fleets of UFOs and she's crazy. I yeah. was totally blown away when I looked this up. There's so a ton crazy. of surrounding towns in Massachusetts surrounding us where we are in our neck of the woods that have seen a good amount of UFOs. I would say in total there's probably 20 or 30 sightings just in our neighborhood. I mean, I've been on the Facebook board for this town, and they see a lot of shit, so... They do. <laughs> I was really surprised when I found the most recent sighting was on on uh, <coughs> July of 2019. I was totally blown away. I was really surprised it, when it I saw It wasn't on, like, July 4th, was it? 
No, no. Thankfully, <laughs> a couple of days after that. But so the thing is, what what really made me want to check it fireworks. out is I know our town, so I wanted to like look it up and see because there's a nice park in our town. I wanted to see if somebody was walking through the park and they saw something, but no. They don't tell you the location exactly. They just say that you know they happen to see one. The one in 2019 in July, the person was taking out that trash when they saw the UFO. Uh-huh. Oh. They'd also been drinking a fuck ton. So we're going to move on from uh, cigar-shaped UFOs, which, uh, as I had mentioned, there's been many sightings of them. Pilots especially uh, seem to, to mention the, the cigar-shaped UFOs. So I just thought it was worth noting. Um, but now we're going to get into the guy who's the center of this entire fucking thing in this stupid little Warminster town. Santa? Arthur Shuttlewood. So, Mr. Shuttlewood was born in Chelmsford in the county of Essex in 1920. Fun fact, the Sex Pistols recorded a live album at Chelmsford Prison in 1970. Um, But Mr. Shuttlewood served in the British Army in the Grenadier Guard in the U.S. Air Ministry... I'm sorry, not the U.S. In the U.K. Air Ministry Constabulary, which, if I understand correctly, and I don't, is the security forces... Uh, it's like the equivalent of the security forces in the United States Air Force. So he was a, a cop. Oh. Briefly. Anyway, uh, Shuttlewood moved to Warminster in 1940. His career began at the Wiltshire Times uh, before moving on to the Warminster Journal. According to local sources, he was known for his flair of the dramatic. This is an important thing to remember uh, as we go forward. In fact, it was even reported on later that um, he had written some books... <laughs> about these alien sightings. So the books that he had written came after the articles he had written. And if you read the books and the articles, he's actually embellished on his own fucking work. Of course. So eyewitness, <laughs> eyewitness Does sight- he also quote himself? Stuff. Like, does uh, he quote his own work? Oh, I don't, I'm not, I don't think he does because he wouldn't want you to go back and check out the shit that he's done. But I will say, um, even his friends have said that he is vastly embellished on things he's already written to make it more interesting. Okay, so, during the heyday of the Warminster thing, as as it's called in, in uh, Warminster, the Shuttlewood thing. became the go-to guy for media and tourists when they wanted to discuss the strange sightings in towns, uh, I'm sorry, strange sightings and sounds in Warminster. But, by all accounts, he openly embraced his role uh in the rise of the town's notoriety and Shuttlewood's uh, correlative fame by association. So Shuttlewood actually became a big champion for the town's alien um, abductions. Um, Sorry, not abductions, but sightings. And he also became kind of big on all the kind of supernatural weirdness that happened in that town. But he was not without detractors. An actual group dedicated to UFOlogy, which, by the way in and of itself is the silliest bullshit on earth, considers his reporting suspect. How fucking bad is your reporting when UFOologists are like, wait a minute, this doesn't sound good. Hey, uh, can we go back to the cigar-shaped things real quick? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, let's go back 20 minutes into the episode. It wasn't Lewinsky. I mean, we just just talked about them briefly, but uh, I was just thinking, like, a lot of this stuff happened in the 70s where they saw the cigar-shaped... UFOs? 1965 is when the cigar-shaped UFOs started appearing in Warminster. They but were smoking a lot up, of blunts back then. They had picked up more cigar-shaped... No, no. The, the the vast majority of the activity that occurred 
was from 1965 until 19 like 71 ish. Oh. Then it started to drop off. Oh, all right. Because I was just thinking like in Star Wars they had the the battle cruiser for Admiral Akbar was that cigar shaped. Yeah, but it had a, it was more of a hammerhead shape because it had a like no 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 that was the hammerhead cruiser his his armada Admiral, ship was okay. the was the long cigar shaped thing so I just maybe okay. a lot of people watched right. Star Wars and was like hey that's uh no this was this was so cigar shaped UFOs have been sighted since the 1940s well I mean the earliest reporting sighting that I found on that UFO um, reporting website was 1947. All right well I'm just gonna oh, sit back and listen then. No, no, it's a it's a good point you brought up. Um, it was just it's. I agree with you, and I'm sure at some point in pop culture there was a cigar-shaped UFO, because a lot of the things that we get from aliens, like alien greys and stuff like that, do come from pop culture. Right. Well, like Betty and Barney Hill, they had exactly, a, exactly. That was a big part of were... something that we talked about. You're right. right. Um, anyway, uh, so. One notable event, 1980 shoe. Uh, oh, 1980 shoe. <laughs> uh, here we go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I haven't even had that much alcohol. Uh, one notable event in 1982 shows just how suspect Shuttlewood's judgment is. You, I'm sorry, 1982 or 92? 82. Okay. Apparently, a magazine titled, titled Magic Saucer published photos of UFOs with Shuttlewood endorsing the images as genuine. An employee of the appropriately titled... Probe magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Forgive me, Ian, if you're still alive. I apologize. I'm going to fuck up your name. Uh, His name is Ian Mrizglod. Mrizglod. It's M-R-Z-Y-G-L-O-D. It's your own fault. The Q is silent, obviously. It's his own fault for sounding like a character in a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, book. Anyway, he asked for copies of the original photos. He determined that they were natural artifacts which result from the development process. When Shuttlewood met with guy with hard name, he admitted <laughs> he didn't even see the images. Shuttlewood commented in Magic Saucer magazine that these images were authentic and you never mean actually pro, You mean Pro saw Weekly? Them. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Before they were before the article in Probe he met with the people from Magic Saucer magazine and said that the images were authentic, only to find out later from Ian Weird Last Name that he hadn't even seen the images. Hmm. He then admitted... He's a, a great big phony. Yeah. So upon enlargement... Big fat phony. Shuttlewood then admitted that he finally recognized the photos were bullshit, but not before trying to sell them to the fucking Daily Mirror. Well, I mean, there's such a reputable news source that... Of course. In his twilight years, he remained a fierce advocate for the Warminster Thing phenomena. Phenomena. He even developed a cult-like following, and he started to become more of a guru, which lasted until his death in 1996. So, my theory is that Shuttlewood was probably a small-town reporter. He liked writing stories... He wanted his town to get the notoriety that it got because every account that I read, even on Wikipedia almost, it basically said that the town was just a sleepy little town in the middle of nowhere. It was a farming community with a military base. That's all it had going for it. Anyway, long story short, I think that he embellished these stories to get more people to come to the town. Yeah, that sounds like it. But wait, there's more. 
There's always more. There's more, you say? There is more. This is uh, this is kind of the last of the information I have. Um, the BBC, the Daily Mirror, the UK Express, and a few other publications in the United Kingdom have written extensively about the topic. In the blog for the show notes, I'm going to include all the links that I use to find this information so that other people can kind of fall in the weird rabbit hole that I did. Um, but we come down to Gordon Faulkner in his famous fedora picture that I earlier mentioned. Oh, I remember that name. So, as because we knew a kid named Gordon Falconer. Uh, oh, I don't think we should probably, we probably shouldn't have used his name. No one's going to know. I mean, Jesus Christ. He's probably a goddamn CEO by now anyway. Um, so, a number... He's got uh, a Google. He's got like a, a Google like image thing, like a Google thing. <laughs> he's going to be so up. mad at us. There's just going to be an alert, and he's like, "You were mentioned in the." Citizens a number guide. of articles still show this grainy photo. However, one man claiming to be one of Gordon's friends, Roger Hooten, who, H O O T O N, great last name. Um, it was a hoot. He's claimed that the photo was a fucking hoax. It was actually a button and some other shit kind of slapped together. Thrown no. up in the air. Yeah, yeah, he said. Uh, Ro- so Roger Hooten has claimed that the photo was a hoax. The problem is this is not widely reported on, and sources are really fucking hard to come by. I've typed in Roger Hooten. I typed in Gordon Falconer. typed in all kinds of shit. I can't get anything. <laughs> you use that kid's name, but it's... I said Falconer. No, you said Falconer. It's Falconer, but it's, it's I mean... However you want to fucking pronounce it. Faulkner. Anyway, the point I'm Ooh, trying to make... Ooh, that's a good one. So the point I'm trying to make is that the only thing <laughs> that has any mention of this hoax that I could find, other than other websites parroting that it was a hoax without giving any sort of details, was a website called UFO... Uh, well, ufology.uk. However, the website no longer fucking exists. But I did find an article that they posted on Facebook... And that has all the alleged details. However, and this is where it gets even murkier. The article goes on to say that that uh, Faulkner denies these claims and also denies that he knows anyone named Hooten. Faulkner's mother also stands by him. So, who the fuck knows? Yeah. So, are you he's... saying that he's like a deep state person thrown out there to cast a seed of doubt so that we don't believe that UFOs are real in the town of... Wherever England? No, I'm saying that Faulkner's totally full of shit. Here's the thing. I made a very big deal out of the fact that the only UFOs that were sighted in this town were cigar-shaped UFOs, correct? Yeah, and uh-huh. then you have the Fedora guy. And then we have Fedora guy. He's the one outlier. The thing about Gordon that makes him interesting is that he brought the photo to Mr. Shuttlewood, who I've already kind of established isn't exactly the most reputable of sources. Correct. He brought the photo to him and said, do with this as you will. Okay. Mr. Shuttlewood took the photo and brought it immediately to the Daily Mirror and sold it to them for a profit. And then said... What the hell was that? <laughs> it was I'm not even calling you an asshole. I'm calling your head an asshole. It was an alien. No, it's not your fault. The CIA got involved. We're fucked. All right. Anyway, uh, so Gordon uh, Gordon brought the photo to Shuttlewood. Shuttlewood sold it to the Daily Mirror for a tidy profit. And now suddenly, the town is besieged by people. 
the argument when that... When was Gordon Faulkner's picture taken again? 1965. He took the picture in August of 1965. And so when you say they're suddenly um, inundated with, with ufologists... As soon as the Daily Mirror picked up the story in September, the town was full. September of which year? 1965. Okay. But they're no longer... They have no longer had any interest, these same people. The Daily Mirror has reported on a number of stories from this town ever since. Right, but uh, you said it... So, sightings in the town have died down, correct? Sightings in the town have died down, but that has actually been... There's actually a pretty accurate... Or not accurate, but a pretty legitimate reason for that. And it's the same reason, I presume, why there aren't as many um, alien sightings in New Hampshire as there are in Massachusetts. And it's pretty simple. Everybody's sleeping? Population. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah We're talking right. about a town yeah. of 17,000 people. Now, aside from the loud booming noises and whatnot. And the dead pigeons. And the dead pigeons. Uh-huh. There haven't been a lot of sightings in that town. But, as I mentioned at the end of that article, well, not at the end of the article, but the end of segment one, sightings would intensify into the 70s before being Begin, they begin to dwindle. Some suggest that they only dwindle due to the loss of interest in in Warminster. If you go to New Hampshire, there's not a ton of people there. That's probably why there's only been 955 sightings. You've never been to Lake Winnipesaukee in the summer, have you? Yeah, but neither of the aliens. <laughs> That's where 800 of the sightings have come only from. Only 955 sightings. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of information about aliens in the town. But when you look at the picture from Gordon, as compared with the witness descriptions from previous, there's not much there. Yeah. Well, then. Wow. All right. All right. So let's go to break. And when we come back, we're going to do uh, our, Christmas, our Christmas wish list. And then we're done. Oh. All right. All right. One more segment. Wait, we're doing See a wish soon. list? Yeah, of course. All right. Region notes. All right, so uh, because this is our Christmas episode, I thought it would be nice for all of us to uh, you're looking awful low there. Talk about what our Christmas wish is, and then um, <coughs> so our personal qu- Christmas wish, and then one for the show. As well. um, I would. So we're gonna start. Gonna oh, it just looks like it looks like they were awful low for a minute, but I guess I'm wrong. You're right. You're good. All right, I guess we're going to start over again. Yeah, sorry. As Jordan fucking pulls back right, the curtain. All right, just enough. Go. All right, so I thought this final segment of the show we could talk about our Christmas wish for ourselves, and then one for the show. All right, Jordan, you go first. Uh, I want to pass to Maynard. Maynard, you go first. Um, hmm, so, so like something I wish I could have for Christmas? Yep. Um, I don't know. I I I I don't want a lot of things. Um, I don't know. I'm not good at the whole Christmas thing. Can I get a new guitar? There you go. Maynard wants a new Thank guitar. You. What do you want for the show? Um, I just like like physically or just for the show in general. For the show in general. Oh, well, physically, it could be anything. Honestly, I just want I just want more people to to listen. To, to the magic <laughs> that we <laughs> to spew. To the magic. All right. All right. Laura, what do you got? Um, for myself, I actually would like a, uh, a GPS system for when I hike. 
So like a small handheld GPS yeah, but for, for when hikers, you're hiking? because I hike by myself because I don't like people. <laughs> um, but I need to be safe. And right. So is that like so I could so I can track you? Yeah. So and you can, can track. Tra- you can Laura. ping. So you can ping the GPS, and you can actually oh, go on fun. a website, and you can see exactly where I am. See, there you go. Yeah. Laura so wants a handheld GPS. What do you want for the um, show? So for the show, I want a setup like we have here. But for the two cats, but I want two tiny little office chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and I want two tiny little mics. And I don't care if they work, but I want a picture of that. So and we I can think get we Barry can set them up over, you know, in this area of the room where nobody's sitting. And we'll put like a little Christmas wreath around sit. their necks and take pictures. And they'd be so cute. <laughs> Especially Walter because he's so tiny. All right, Jordan. Your time has expired. The oh. gentleman's time has expired. <laughs> Gentlemen shall proceed. All right. Um. The gentleman shall proceed. I mean, I, I really don't have any. Jesus Christ, what do you want for fucking Christmas? Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was bad. Like, I, got, I had to go first. There's not one thing. Anything in the world you could have. You can't think of one thing. Oh, man, I'm really drawing. You put me in the spot. I'm drawing a blank. Jesus, you're a fucking mess. Well, I mean, listen, I'm sorry, but. You can't think of one thing in your life that you want right now. That's what they actually said on Christmas, too. I mean, I guess I guess if I could get, like, one thing that I wanted for Christmas, it would be an uh, electric smoker, like a pellet smoker. There you go. Oh. Because those, yeah. I don't... How hot is that? Oh, I want I a barbecue smoker. smoker. I want a barbecue smoker. See? That's, there you go. That's what I just said. Like, we all want smokers. That's what right. I'm looking for. Oh, right. okay, okay. All right, yeah, yeah, like a, like an electric pellet smoker. Now, what do you want oh, for Oh, the, I didn't know this thing. What do you yeah. want for the show? Like a 12th listener? <laughs> um, uh, Calm the, down. We have more than twelve for the show. I mean, more than anything, I would. I want to do that haunted mill thing. I really want to do the haunted mill. I. I, I mean, I know that like everyone so did funny. like something funny for the show, but I want to do the haunted mill. I want to do the haunted mill. I guess so like that, my actual wish list, right? Because we're gonna have an episode of Citizens Guide that we record in the haunted mill, and we're gonna do an episode of Manage Roundtable in the mill. <laughs> Do we have to bring the Shark table? News. No, no, I don't think right. so. But it's gonna be, table. it's gonna be. Uh, in, it, I want to do the whole thing in night vision though, because I think it'll be funny. Well, get Monster Hunter in here. He's got the night vision. Yeah, we'll get Monster as well. All right, and then uh, so for me, um, the one thing that I want an unloaded is... nine millimeter handgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't want that. I want a, I want a movie quality <laughs> lightsaber. Oh. There's a website you can go on. They're like 200 bucks, but they're so cool. Movie right. quality lightsaber. And then for the show, I want an actual celebrity guest. Like Jeremy London? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Or Chrissy that'd, Teigen. That'd be cool. Well, I no, mean. I want, I want oh, Jeremy yeah. London because I feel like Chrissy Teigen, she'd be afraid to offend fans. I want she'd Jeremy... <laughs> I want Jeremy London on the show for Christmas. Well, I mean, I because Jeremy I, pulls I, no punches. Have you read his Twitter? He doesn't. Oh, yeah. fuck around. I tweeted the Spider-Man gif at him the other day because it, somebody mistook him for his brother. And it's like, dude, he wasn't in Days and Confused. He was in Mallrats. <laughs> like, holy shit! Just get it right. So just get it right. Um, I just I'm looking at the calendar here. <clears throat> you know, I mean, we we could probably we could probably cut this out if yeah, you don't want to. Expose people to let's, the magic. Uh, so anyway, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just looking at the calendar here. Well, this may come out after organizing. Christmas. Oh well. Wait, no, this is coming out before Christmas. It's the 25th episode. <laughs> it's coming out before Christmas. So we're gonna have to drop two weeks in a row. We can drop whatever we want. 
fine. We'll drop the first week in December. And then we'll drop the third week in December. It's not even, and this will be right before Christmas. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. Settle down, Beavis. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, well, no. Next week is Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're not dropping an, an episode next week. We're dropping an episode the week after. So Why the are second... we recording this? <laughs> Could you have waited this four is, seconds this until is, we were this done the, recording? This is the crap we're wrapping up we, the fucking this, Christmas this episode. Is the crap He's like, hold on, man. I got to talk numbers with you guys. I, I, just, I think Jordan needs a, a day planner. I was just doing yeah, numbers. Yeah, you got to get one of those. Yeah, he's like doing like the math. A real nice one with a, like a leather... You know, anyway, God bless you if you're still listening right now. <laughs> they, tur- they tuned God out. They tuned you. out halfway through. Fucking Sarge ass. trying to mispronounce British people's names. Didn't you have like another dick you were going to talk about or something in the show? No. Jordan had some dick news that he just hung on to. All right. So anyway, <laughs> it's well hung dick news. No, well Thank you news. so much for listening to this Christmas episode of Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. Uh, we edited out a bunch of bullshit Jordan was spouting. Um, Here comes Santa Claus. Yeah, it's weird. Santa Claus. You sounded like Devin Nunes for a second. All right. Thank you for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And, uh... Devin Nunes is going to be out of the news by the time this launches. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt it. See you next year. Throwback Thursday.